Hello and welcome to this episode of Special Ed Rising, No Parent Left Behind, a show aimed at parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcomes siblings, teachers, healthcare professionals, and anyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're looking for an open, friendly, and honest source to inform and inspire you, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have 34 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness and positive role modeling for your children. Always keep you and your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health in mind. Attending these areas will allow you to be all you hope to be for them. Today I'll be talking about behavior contracts, a brief explanation of what they are, what goes into making one, and some evidence to support their effectiveness. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip, followed by Good News Community Share for some promising and inspiring news that impacts, connects, celebrates, and gives hope to your child and parents like yourselves. So let's sharpen our pencils and finalize our terms for another win. The use of behavior contracts is an effective way for your child to take part in their own growth process. Contracts give them the opportunity to take ownership in their behavior and recognize that in order to get things that are favorable to them, there has to be an agreement between two parties. This also recognizes that there are actually two parties and that life isn't only about doing what they want, how they want, when they want. And for those who are neither socially mature or appropriate for reasons beyond their control, contracts give you the opportunity to shape acceptable behaviors. Getting to the contract stage often means the behaviors have escalated to a point where home and school life are being jeopardized by their presence. When they are extreme, behaviors may have to be dealt with using medication, which is quite common. But meds and a behavior plan go together quite often and help to create a successful pathway for your child to move beyond the cycle that's been causing so much internal and external negativity and help to create some structure and establish discipline. That being said, contracts don't need to be limited to those cases solely. Contracts can be a wonderful lesson in the art of transaction and give and take. So whatever degree of behavior you're dealing with, a contract may be a great tool to help you manage. According to a paper published by Clayton R. Cook of the University of Washington, a behavior contract system is an evidence-based intervention that provides a structured approach to brokering or negotiating a deal with a student who is experiencing emotional and behavioral problems. An evidence-based behavior contract is a negotiated agreement, not one in which the educators bring the student into a meeting to tell him the wrong in his behavior, disciplinary consequences that will follow suit if he keeps it up, and to sign on the dotted line. Second, an evidence-based behavior contract system specifies the precise positive behaviors or social skills we want the student to exhibit. So let's explore this further. A behavior contract according to thoughtco.com, and this pertains to school but applies to the home as well, is a written agreement between the teacher, student, and the student's parents that sets limits for student behavior, rewards good choices, and outlines consequences for bad choices. This type of program sends a clear message to the child by communicating with them that their disruptive behavior cannot continue. 
It lets them know your expectations and what the consequences of their actions, both good and bad, will be. Contracts can be customized to fit your needs. Consult a school behavior counselor if you need help formatting one. There are several examples online that can pertain to what your specific issues are, or you can adapt one to work for you. In the case of creating one at home, the process begins with all parties involved sitting down and discussing the behaviors you want to address. As I've said in the past, you don't and can't address all of the behaviors at once. It gets messy and difficult to manage when you're trying to change more than one or two at a time. You will struggle to keep the terms clear as the reward consequence component will typically suffer and be inconsistent. To test the success of a contract the first time, I would recommend choosing one behavior that is more manageable and more easily attainable, except in extreme cases where you have to extinguish a behavior that's causing self-harm or harm to others. Once the behavior is identified, you have the opportunity to set up an outline of expectations with your child if they're cognitively and emotionally able. Working together sends the message that this is a communal effort and not something being forced upon your child. Quoting Clayton Cook again, it gives the student a say or voice in the development of the contract in order to increase his buy-in and investment. Feeling a part of the building of the contract gives your child the real feeling of being part of the decision-making process that will impact them directly. This may be more appealing and make them more open to working with you for change. When coming up with rewards and consequences, you want to use ones that are meaningful to your child and will encourage their effort. To understand consequences, I refer here to understood.org. Consequences are not punishments, although they may feel that way at times. They're a good way for your child to learn that there are natural outcomes in life. This knowledge can help kids structure and organize their behavior. In most instances, a consequence should simply involve withholding an agreed-upon reward. Here's an example. You agreed that your child could video chat with a friend after practicing the piano for 20 minutes. No piano practicing means no chat. Using consequences appropriately is really important. Follow through with a consequence as soon as it's clear your child hasn't completed a task on time or in the way you agreed. The more you delay, the less likely your child will connect behavior with the consequence. But don't go overboard. Taking away privileges for an entire week may be tempting, but prolonged consequences can lose their power and meaning. Avoid being overly critical. Let the consequence do its job. It will remind your child what the reward might have been. And use positive consequences too. Try to catch your child being good. The positive attention may encourage repeat performances. Who's a good candidate for a behavior contract? Again from understood.org, a behavior contract could benefit any student who needs to improve her behavior at school. It could be helpful for kids with ADHD who have issues with impulsivity, inattention, and hyperactivity. A behavior contract can work well for kids who have trouble with organization and completing work. They could also be helpful for kids who often throw tantrums or for those who have oppositional behavior. If your child has an IEP or a 504 plan, a behavior contract could help her meet any behavior goals that may already be part of that plan. Or a behavior contract may follow a functional behavior assessment and be part of a resulting behavior intervention plan. Behavior contracts tend to work best for kids in second grade and above, all the way through high school. Kids younger than second grade may have trouble understanding how the contract works and what's expected of them. 
I recommend making your contracts light on wording so as to be clear as possible. And always use visual supports when needed. Pecs or other imagery alone or with words are effective for those who can't read. From ResearchGate.com, a study was done on the effectiveness of behavior contracts among a population of youths between 5 and 21 years old. It was entitled, A Meta-Analysis of Single-Case Research on Behavior Contracts. In answering the question, what are the overall effects of behavior contracts, the study found that the overall effect size for behavior contracts across appropriate, inappropriate, and academic responses indicated that a moderate effect on behavior change can be attributed to this intervention. It was encouraging to note that students in each of the disability categories and the at-risk group achieved some benefit from the intervention. Students with ADHD benefited the most, followed by students with EBD and students with LD. In addition, behavior contracting seems to be an intervention that could be incorporated into behavior intervention plans, either to increase pro-social behavior or academic outcomes. I will include the articles I've mentioned on the resource page of my website, specialedrising.com. There you'll find a complete explanation along with the components of the contract, in addition to some sample contracts. I've used contracts in my work as a teacher and as a parent trainer, and I have found that they can be effective when followed through by all players. I strongly encourage you to give them a try, and if you have any questions, contact me at specialedrising at gmail.com. It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from parentmap.com. Be your child's best advocate. Don't be afraid to speak up, to ask questions, to get multiple opinions, to ask your doctor about the research. Take your child to the best and switch doctors when you don't like the standard of care. Today's Good News Community Share comes from AbilityConnectionColorado.org, which is a host to stories by people like you. I have a seven-year-old son with cerebral palsy. Raising a child with special health care needs can be very isolating. Since connecting with Parent to Parent, organization connecting families of children and adults with disabilities or special care needs, I feel a part of something larger, and my base of support has grown significantly. While I have wonderful friends and a loving family, members of Parent to Parent truly understand the daily struggles of raising a child with a significant disability and the challenges we face with the various systems our kids are involved in. Parent to Parent has enriched my son's life, as I know that on any given day, I can post a question about diapers, therapeutic needs, and behaviors, the list is endless, and receive helpful and reliable information. In addition to being a great resource for specific disability-related needs, Parent to Parent has evolved into an entity that encourages parents to step into the world of advocacy as this organization informs us of important healthcare and policy issues that impact our kids. Parent to Parent is a vital tool that I know I can rely upon every day of my child's life. Search to find your own Parent to Parent-like support group. Join online groups or find an exceptional needs support group in your area. They can be a breath of fresh air.
I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Special Ed Rising, Facebook at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching, through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. If you'd like to share some of your success stories with the audience, please send them to my email. Let's show the world what's possible. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.